This podcast episode that I've recorded with my sister is dedicated to our wonderful mother, Bonita Noel Provenzano Carter, who passed away suddenly exactly two weeks after our recording date. In this episode, we discuss some funny anecdotes about our childhood and the very things our mom did to help us that still influence us today. By doing the work that my sister and I are so lucky to do, we are able to share with you our mother's legacy. It is because of her and her unwavering support, love, friendship, encouragement, and influence that we get to offer you some tools, inspiration, and takeaways that will hopefully continue to impact families and individuals around the world. Thank you for listening, and I hope that no matter what you're going through or issue you're trying to fix, that taking a moment to let go and experience joy with your family or friends and loved ones who are like family can sometimes bring you the most healing. This is Ask Amberly. I'll edit it out in the background. Um, there's something like hanging out in the background. <laughs> no. <laughs> like a sound? Yeah, it's like a buzzing. Oh, dang. But that's, it's, it gets, it'd be like that. Okay. Yeah. So we're just going to go with it. That stinks because it's like dead silent in here. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Change the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just change the frequency of the earth. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. You are Christina Carter. You are my older sister. I is. <laughs> I is. Mm-hmm. And you are a parent-child relationship. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you exactly do? It. That is what. Yeah. You are a parent-child relationship. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a walking parent-child relationship. <laughs> yes, I am yeah. a parent-child relationship expert. Okay. So, um, but I'm a conscious parenting coach, and I focus on the parent-child dynamic. Okay. Yeah, and you have a master's in psychology, and you are a board-certified holistic health practitioner, yes. as well as you have what what is it a behavior specialist or something Um, i'm a positive psychology practitioner and a certified relationship specialist and i did my thesis on the parent-child relationship because i love the dynamic Mm -hmm. and i love psychology so i studied psychology forever forever (laughs) what you specialize in for sure it was a struggle fest for you yeah i would say like when you were a child you (laughs) would have te- you would have face-offs with teachers because oh you were so stubborn like I'm so defiant this one religion teacher <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so we like, won't name names my first grade religion teacher yeah 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 it is it is funny kids are so yeah. perceptive and like aware when mm-hmm. adults are on their team or not yes you have experience with that too yeah i couldn't stand my kindergarten teacher people are gonna go look up be like, <laughs> oh, no. what school and what yeah <laughs> what class and what teacher oh Oh my gosh. Uh, Isn't that yeah. so funny how it stays with you forever? Like yeah. to this day, you can to recall your favorite teachers and mm-hmm. your least favorite. They make such an impression on you. Yeah, totally. I remember my my least favorite teachers for me as a child were teachers who didn't see me clearly. Yeah. So they had resistance towards me and they were not inviting. Mm-hmm. And so for me as a child, I needed to feel like seen clearly and invited in where this one teacher who I still can't stand, (laughs) she just didn't understand that. All it took 
for me would have been her getting down on my level and being like, you're okay. Like, let's go have fun. I would have totally been like, okay, you would have like opened up and like been so receptive to learning for like the rest of the school year. Yes. I know. That's all it would have taken. It's so true. Just acknowledgement. So So you could really like feel people's energy from the get go and didn't even really know it. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's actually what it was. I know. That's crazy. And I feel like a lot of kids probably are like that. And you know, parents and adults don't really know what, what that is, but there's, Mm an issue like a lot of times kids will have issues and it affects their learning and we don't realize that a lot of it is the relationship or the dynamic between the teacher and the child yeah everyone's like oh what's wrong with the child or like the child's acting out their behavior is so messed up or they always put the blame on the child which is i i feel like not fair because Mm -hmm. there's I would think there's something going on in the environment, whether it's at home or with a teacher or at school with kids or whatever, that something's going on that is kickstarting that behavior to be displayed. Definitely. Yeah. And and I think a superpower for parents and teachers, adults is to get curious. Mm -hmm. Curiosity, I feel like is such a uh, strength or a great tool to use when there is an issue or when a child's presenting um, like a struggle or something. Mm -hmm. I think that curiosity can really take you very far when it comes to the issues and you can a lot of times resolve it by just kind of getting curious about like what is going on for this child? What's going on in the environment? How is the relationship dynamic with the teacher and or the other students? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really important. So I think for me in middle school, I was taking on, like you said, the energy. I was personally taking on all the energy. I was being so inundated. I didn't realize, I guess I was a sensitive child where I was trying to be all things to all people all the time. I was taking, taking, taking. So when I would get in the car being picked up from school, I would shut down because it was like I was finally with my safe space of my mom, who's my cushion. And I didn't want to talk. Oh <laughs> and you witnessed it because you were in the back seat with me. Yes, you get picked up after school. How was your day, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Just silence. <laughs> I know. <but laughs> Mom would be like, she vastly between anger and sadness. I like, know. She would like, cry about it, thinking that yeah. it's her. Like I don't want to talk oh to her. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And she, but then she'd be like, I've been sitting in this hot car, yeah. waiting for you, and you don't. You have the right to ignore me. I know. Oh my gosh. I think I just didn't have the language to be like, I'm so exhausted. Yes. I need five minutes of silence. That would have helped me so much. I would have been totally fine, I think. But we got into this resistance pattern of a power dynamic then at that point. Then I was getting more stubborn and more annoyed and she was getting more... I was getting defiant, I guess. Yeah. Which you are the queen of defiance. Defiance. Yes. Yeah. So you're so right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In in so in the afternoons, I am sure that so many parents Mm -hmm. experience that same thing when you like the typical "How was your day, honey?" or Mm -hmm. something like that, and the the kids will either totally shut down, or they'll say. It was um, it, good, you know, yeah. it's just like one word answer, yeah. like, you know, buzz off, Goodbye. mom. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah, it's like they, we really have to understand that, and we've all been there, because we've mm-hmm. all been through school, that kids have endured an entire day of requests and being bombarded with 
um, like trying to perform and like meet standards and consider others and behave in a certain way and uphold rules. And there's so much that's expected of a child, a growing, developing child. And to do that every single day for like eight hours, Mm -hmm. if you're in traditional schooling, is a very tall order. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, no wonder when you come home or you're in the car and you get picked up, it's like you just want to shut down or you just want to explode or whatever it is, like transition out of that and into, whew, I can finally take a breath and relax. Yeah. I didn't have the language for that. (laughs) No, that's the thing. So a lot of families, a lot of parents or parent-child dynamics, that that is a like a pain point, like a struggle Mm -hmm. point for for them is when they are transitioning from school to home. It is a it's a real struggle because parents want to feel respected and they want to be seen for like what they've done all day and are acknowledged for what they've done for the family and the child and then the child is like i need a break i need silence i need to decompress whatever it is so there's like competing needs there and Mm. so if we can uh, be sort of mindful of how a child has spent their time during the day we can give them what they need, even if it is, like you said, I just needed five minutes of silence or I just needed five minutes of space or mm-hmm. something like that. Then you can reconnect. You need to just decompress or process that stimulation that's coming in all day. Mm. Just that little bit, how would that have affected you, I wonder? Oh like if you were to able to just have, or you're granted that like five minutes mm-hmm. of silence, yeah. like it would have been so good for both you and mom. Yeah, I think I... I still struggle with that because I still need a lot of alone time, like completely alone, turned off. And with technology today, it's so hard to get away from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with clients and businesses and friends and family and, and trying to balance all of it, it's it's a lot on my nervous system still. So it's, it is competing needs, I mm-hmm. guess. It, it's I don't want people to feel like I don't want to be around them or I don't love them. But I need so much alone time and so much space. And I also always feel connected to the people around me when I'm not physically there with them. Yeah. Which I think might be different for some people. They might feel like there's a loss there if they're not physically with them. Yes. But I feel the connection always. And so, which is a good thing in a lot of ways, but also it's very stimulating to my nervous system. So I have to physically get away from everyone. Yeah. That's so good to even know that. Or the fact Mm -hmm. that you're aware of it's awesome. And then to be able to tell people that's where you're at is helpful because yeah, people can Mm -hmm. take it the wrong way or not everybody um, experiences life like that. Some people, like you said, do need to be in proximity to feel connected. Like me, I, yeah, I value connection <laughs> so much. It's like my top need and value. Well, I think it, it does affect us. It, you carry your childhood into your adulthood. So I'm like, I'm still, as we're talking, I'm still thinking of ways that I do need to also speak up and improve on my relationship with you know, I guess it, it it's just relationship dynamics in general, but it is kind of a parent-child relationship where you have to parent yourself and yeah. really say, okay, I need to speak this, speak this, this is my need. Just like you would teach a child to say, hey, here's a tool you can use to talk to your mom more efficiently. Or yes. I'm like, I want those tools yeah. <laughs> for me as an adult to be like, oh, I need to speak up and say this. That's so true. Yeah, well, I think that what it boils down to with communicating is 
what are you feeling and what are you needing? And I think a lot of us have been conditioned to communicate in very like roundabout ways or indirect ways or passive ways. And we don't ever really get down to underneath what it is that's going on for us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we did that, we could connect so much better. So getting underneath, instead of like the complaining, it's like, what is the desire underneath? What's going on underneath? What are you feeling and what are you needing? Mm -hmm. And that's something you can't really argue with. We've said that. It's like, you don't, you can't really argue with somebody's feelings. Right. So if you make that known, you can make progress it's effective communication yeah right like if you were hurt your feelings were hurt but instead you take the passive aggressive route and you're like fine no i don't want to go to lunch with you whatever then you can fight about it but if you're like my feelings were really hurt i need some space right now no one except for assholes yeah gonna be like like understanding okay yeah Yeah. totally you can't be like you don't feel that way yeah you know exactly you can't argue with your feelings yeah (laughs) that's like so funny yeah yeah. But okay, you as a kid. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let me just spill the beans, everybody. Fine. <laughs> Us two getting up for school. It was two completely separate routes. Yeah. <laughs> me, I'm totally last minute. Four and a half minutes I need to get ready. I want all the sleep I can get. Then pop out of bed, throw on <laughs> my uniform, oh my. brush my teeth, run downstairs, like skip four stairs at a yeah. time, run downstairs, shovel in breakfast, go back upstairs, brush my teeth, and I, then I'm done. You made it every time, too. <laughs> it's a miracle. I would be like blown away every morning because I was so the opposite. You were so the opposite. You needed time. I and know. also, still to this day, I don't want to talk to anyone when I wake up. I don't want to see a human being until noon. Mm-hmm. I, if I can go without speaking a word until like three o'clock in the afternoon, that's my ideal day. But you not are cool. not oh, that wow, way. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. And awesome. we still to this day make so many fun comments about <laughs> Christina waking up in the morning yeah. at my parents' like bed. bed. Like ju- they would, my mom or our mom would roll yeah. over and just it, all I would see is just these eyeballs waiting for breakfast and connection yeah that's it I would just like wait it'd be six in the morning yeah six a.m and so mom and dad would be like okay you keep waking us up so early let's figure out maybe you just need to have breakfast already made for you we're Mm -hmm. gonna pour your cereal milk separate yeah you've got it all it's in the refrigerator waiting I was like okay cool I don't have to wake you up so come time Matilda yeah exactly so come time for the morning I was so it was such a disappointing feeling and Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was going to be greeted with that feeling Mm -hmm. but I didn't actually need the food it was connection that Mm -hmm. I needed I really wanted to wake mom and dad up and just start interacting (laughs) like I needed the connection I needed the interaction it was soothing to me that's cute I loved you know yeah we we all had a good relationship with mom and dad Mm -hmm. um I guess kids and now definitely Mm -hmm. but yeah I totally needed that and I needed lots of time in the morning so I had my alarm set I needed everything to be just so Reflecting on it now, it makes a lot of sense because I did have a lot of insecurities that I dealt with. I think Mm -hmm. that the taking my time and having everything sorted out and laid out and um, it it gave me a sense of control and it gave me a sense of um, everything's in place. So there's no surprises. Yes. It gave me a sense of safety and it's soothing to my nervous system really. Um, so Mm -hmm. that really does explain like where I was coming from with a lot of that. 
Mm, that's so interesting. Well, so what were your insecurities that you were dealing with that I'm sure like a lot of kids are dealing with, but aren't aware yeah of they're that. not aware yeah. and don't have the language right mm-hmm. like we said but so for me my insecurities were definitely which i did not know it wasn't until i was an adult that i was really able to reflect and make sense of it but i struggled with well i was like afraid of my own voice the sound of my own voice like i just um wasn't comfortable in my own skin mm-hmm. i was very afraid of ridicule or i just didn't i didn't feel confident or equipped to handle or respond to anybody that would say the slightest negative thing to me or look at me the wrong way i was very sensitive to that i don't know why that's you know, so interesting. I, I, yeah, I can't. That I don't. I don't know. But I guess it's maybe a temperament thing, a personality thing. But that is what I struggled with, and and for even throughout high school, it was just I was very sensitive and didn't really have the awareness or the tools for feeling really connected to myself and strong within myself to be able to kind of handle that in a hearty way. I was very, like I would crumble if that would happen. Mm -hmm. And so my way of dealing with it was everything needs to be perfect. Everything needs to be planned out. So there's no surprises. Everything is as expected so that it's smooth and I feel good and safe and everything's good. I feel like a lot of adults are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It comes out in other ways of micromanagement so that they can control and feel safe when internally they're struggling within themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, It's definitely now evidence to me that there's insecurity inside and that's how it was coming out. Mm. Um, And yeah, it's very understandable that people would try to micromanage and try to have things under control when they feel out of control. Usually those behaviors flare up when you feel out of control. So do you, if a child comes to you and you're picking up that they have those insecurities and trying to micromanage and things like that, what's a, a action tool or what's your approach to that? I would say I would like, I always look for what to do underneath because mm. you can, you can equip somebody with like tools and stuff yeah. that are great, but in order for they, them to really stick, you want to look underneath and kind of focus on getting them really connected with themselves, like Mm -hmm. um, ways that they can boost their self-esteem. So even if it is like nervous system regulation or affirmations or things that they can connect with that help them feel energized and strong in their bodies, Mm -hmm. I think those are things to regularly do so they can kind of evoke that feeling of strength and confidence and sureness so that they like trust themselves. It's, it's all kind of like a big idea, like mm-hmm. a big sort of idea that needs to be, it's all tied together, I feel. Having the practices to be able to connect to yourself, to be able to trust yourself, I think is really the foundation of all of that. Okay. So, and then if you're a parent of a child like that, what do you, do you see parents and children together? Do you see them separately? How does that go about? Cause if it's a parent child dynamic where the parent's trying to support the child through whatever their issue is, what, what does that look like with the parent being involved? Yeah. So I do work with mostly parents. If I'm working intensively with the parent i do also see the child Mm -hmm. i typically i used to but not anymore i don't um, just work with kids one-on-one i find that i can give way deeper support and i see way bigger transformation when i'm working with the parents 
Oh, right. Every parent-child dynamic is the perfect dynamic to learn the exact lessons you need. So it's not like, you know, something's wrong with your kid. You suck so badly. I mean, there's things that you can do outside of just traditional medication or or traditional therapies or anything like that. I mean, those are great and there's a time and a place for all of that. But when you're talking about little nuances that people are not picking up on, you're so good at that with, I mean, your business is called Intuit Parenting and Wellness. It's, you use your intuition, I guess, to like really pick up on what's going on with the child and and with the parents too. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah, that is really what inspired the name of the business because a lot of it is intuition and a lot of it is even more so that the parents in underneath everything, they really do know. Mm -hmm. And I, I work to help them connect back to their innate wisdom and their intuition because they truly do know Mm -hmm. underneath all the noise and all the kind of programming. And so I work to help them connect back to that, like simplify, kind of clear out that noise and just get back to basics. So that's really what the name kind of Mm -hmm. stands for. Yeah. That, I feel like a lot of people need that just in general. Yeah. <laughs> silence it's all the noise. In everything. Yeah. yeah. And parenting and in like all areas. Definitely. Yeah. It is a lot more simple than people might think. Let's look at what's going on underneath it. What's driving those behaviors and those patterns. And when you get to that, those are the lasting things that transform the new behaviors of something that will last. And you'll see dramatic effects in your physical body, your relationships, the way you display behaviors and things like that. So it's good that you, you approach it in that way. And it, it's very gentle. I feel like your approach is very gentle. And even when the tools are simple, they're so much more powerful. If they are simple, people overcomplicate it and it becomes hard quote unquote, Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to overlook and miss the nuance that comes up. Yeah, it's true. I think a lot of people are looking for like very concrete answers, rightly so. We just mm-hmm. want to know what to do. And it's so frustrating when we're in a state of unknown. But I think that if we can give like the overall general foundational tools or explanation like underneath the what's going on, like the core mm-hmm. of yeah. something, that's where we get to really connect and transform because we get to put our own flair, our own spin on it and connect with it in our own way so that it's really ours. It's real transformation rather than, well, I'm just spitting out or repeating what somebody told me. And I totally get where people are coming from. You want just like the quick answers, like the surface sort of tell me what to do. Give me a one, two, three Mm -hmm. step-by-step thing. And Um, A lot of times it's like, okay, well, let's just look at the foundation and I'm going to point it out for you and then try it out, you know, try, look for opportunities to transform that in your everyday life and Mm -hmm. come back and tell me how it is and we can move on from there. Yeah. A little bit more work, a little bit more involvement Mm -hmm. um, on the person's part, but it really does make for real transformation. Yeah. So for you in high school, did you still have that insecurity thing where you needed more time in the morning or did that get better or what did that look like for you? It never got better. (laughs) Um, I have to say, I still struggle with it. Honestly, it really has taken up until like just a couple of years ago. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I really just feel like I was just riddled with self-awareness, self-consciousness. Um, I know that not everybody's like that. Everybody's got so many different yeah. of, their, of their own issues, but for me that was uh, a, a big thing for me and it, it I really just carried it with me mm. like all throughout school and it wasn't until a few years ago that I just really realized how tired I became of not living living mm -hmm. life like I, I the feeling of editing yourself or um, being so aware or so self-conscious or considerate mm -hmm. you know like all of that I just got to a point where it was just it was in my face how draining it was that I was so conscientious about everyone else around me or everything else around me that I was just not connecting to myself I was being pulled into everything else around me and everything else but myself the one thing that I needed to connect to most yeah and I don't know what made me realize it it was just this feeling of being so tired of it in my body and I just could notice it more and more mm -hmm. um I, I just was ready to let it go that's awesome yeah yeah so it was like very recent punch in the face yeah yeah it was just like okay you got to make a decision here like you want to like live for once <laughs> <laughs> but also don't let her fool you because this one <laughs> I was actually a lot nicer than me than you. Yeah. She was a little devil in the backseat of the car when we'd be picked up from school. You're like, Am, I just saw a punch buggy. Guess what color it was? Yes. I'd be ready to punch you. And you'd be ready with your fist. And I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna take a beating. And I was like, um, and you go, nope. <laughs> Like you right in my even, shoulder. You didn't even guess. I didn't even guess. Why didn't mom be like, Christina, put your hands to yourself? Like she said nothing, probably because I wasn't speaking to her. And she was like, yeah, beat the bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. She was like, go for it. Go right ahead. <laughs> Maybe she, it'll, it'll uh, get some words out of her. <laughs> you beat her up. <laughs> so funny. And you were such a terrorist. I me. know. I'm so mean. It but it probably funny. was an indication that I was internally struggling so you bullied instead yes yeah. but honestly that really is the crux of bullying when like you have your own internal sadness or struggle it really That's is so like funny. you take it out on other people yeah i was like a low-key bully really i was like yeah. very low-key yeah yeah you were i like really didn't care that you terrorized me <laughs> I just didn't care. You always like, came back for more. Like you were ready to see me break. I know. I, I would try to push your buttons. But we did have a lot of fun. I mean, and me having the older siblings, I always had the best comebacks at school. So maybe that's why I didn't have as much of an insecurity yeah. growing up. Because I think I always felt safe because I was the youngest. Yeah. So I always felt like, oh, I'm the baby. Everyone's going to have my back. Like, yeah. Just innately. It's true. I also think that you have always just been somebody who naturally is just really connected to yourself. Because mm -hmm. I feel like you definitely had more of a confidence that I always admired. You seem to just never have any sort of like insecurities or issues. Like people really like gravitated to you. You had, you were charismatic. You, you've always been that way you are today. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I noticed that it is so funny how different we are, but we're yeah. related. Well, I think, thank you for saying that, but I think where it comes from is I'm so in tune with what other people need from either me or or need in general and the problem with that is me adjusting my behavior to please them and 
and provide that need. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they either get really overly attached to me very quickly and it's, it'll burn me out. But my job was really to just be authentically me. And if someone takes that as being, you know, mean or I, I never wanted to hurt anyone. And I think that's why I would have, I struggled with like poor boundaries, I think. Mm -hmm. And people would get attached to me or expect things from me or have expectations of me. And I was doing, 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 doing for everyone else. And that part is so draining for me that that's why I need alone time. Like I need so much alone time in the mornings too, just to operate at a normal level. But when I, you know, am alone and recharge, I see clearly like I, I don't need to provide that for so many people all the time. And yeah, if you're, you know, a client, it's, it made me really good at what I do because now I, I do see what people need. I can figure out all the dots that need to be connected and I can provide that for you, but you're going to have to go do the work. Yeah. So it made me really good at what I do today, which I think your experience as a child made you really good at what you do today because yeah. you can relate so much to a child struggling with internal stuff mm -hmm. that is driving so many of their behaviors of whatever that is. I mean, you were always an excellent student in school. So I did admire that in you too, where I always thought you, even though you're quiet, people don't see you coming. <laughs> this is true. Oh my God, this is true. Yeah, I am one of the scariest. I think if anyone could say who's the scariest sibling, I think they would point to me. 100%. If you took a vote of everyone in the family, including Clay, our, our brother, who's the oldest, he... He's the most terrified of you. He would be like Christina, especially. Like yeah. he would be like she's like he thinks I'm the scariest one for sure. It's like I'm quiet yeah. and I will just take and take and then mm -hmm. I explode. Explode, but it's not really loud. No, it's, it's not. Like, that's not loud either. I don't know what it is. Why you're so terrifying? And I think it's a superpower. Nice. I'll take it. Yeah, but, but yeah, I totally do understand a lot of what kids go through and not necessarily even just like sensitivities. I understand kids who are defiant. I understand mm -hmm. kids who are angry because I definitely struggled with those two things mm -hmm. um, and a variety of other things. But so I know what kids are going through and I know what parents value and need. So because I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. So it's like I have made sense of my childhood and now that I'm an adult, I know what parents value and what adults value. So I do have that ability to be able to kind of bridge the gap and connect a parent and child in their relationship, in the communication, to build understanding and foster that connection. Yeah, that I think no one on the planet does what you do. <laughs> like, yeah, I actually think I know yeah. <laughs> you invented it. Yeah. But I think it's so great that you can do that. You have such an uncanny ability. Like I don't understand kids at all. The most if someone forced me to be a teacher, the youngest that I would do is probably college. That is awesome. Yeah. See, that's very um useful because mm -hmm. I specialize in age like one and a half to two to like ten 
like oh. like elementary school age is like my jam. That's what I really specialize in. Really, and then I still work with like um, tweens and teens and parents mm -hmm. of that age. Absolutely. Um, but my specialty is, is younger kids. I mean, I just asked mom, did you ever worry about me as a kid? Like, did you ever like think I had like major problems? I was so defiant, I would never oh say bye to the camera, <laughs> but I was also like really sensitive, but I would be like a low key bully, yeah. I, I had problems. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, I didn't worry about you. I was like, I love that. Parents need to know that what seems monumental, probably mm -hmm. at the time, we do have to trust that kids are going through their own experience and it is a, a learning mm -hmm. experience and they will get from the experience what they need and move on and integrate it and it all typically works out. Yeah. So yeah, it's so nice to, to hear mom be like, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're gonna be fine. So a lot of parents I feel like just need to hear. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's all good. You yeah. know, they just sometimes just need to hear, it's okay, you're doing a great job. It's, yeah. it's good. It'll work out. That's true. Reassurance. Yeah. yeah. Just need to know like they're not doing anything wrong. A lot of parents will turn to, within and be like, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Where did I go wrong? I'm a failure. I'm not cut out for this. Mm. All that negative self-talk totally is brought up by anything a child does that would be considered like a negative reflection on them. And yes. a lot of times parents do that. It's so important for parents to really separate themselves from a child because a child really is having their own unique experiences mm -hmm. and almost always it's just about reconnecting with them it's not yeah. really like they need teaching they need anything heavy or major it's really just if you reconnect with them a lot of it resolves one of the first things for some of my clients i'll be like well what are you worried about right now they'll always go to their kids oh my gosh i know it's a natural thing to like see yourself in your kids but your kids are sovereign beings and they're they're totally separate from you you don't own them yeah. so they're free to have their own experiences they're used as a mirror and a reflection just like everyone else in your life but you can't identify yourself through your child. And I think a lot of parents get those blurred lines, especially in high school. And then the kids pick up on those pressures subconsciously. Well, maybe I should try out to be a cheerleader or be on homecoming court. There's so much pressure mm -hmm. there if the parent is trying to kind of identify through the child or the parent is using the child as a social symbol of like a reflection of how you know well they did as a parent if the child is an achiever or like yes. making all a's or on the honor roll it's a parent is really proud of that and a child can pick up on that if maybe the child didn't make honor roll that that month i think it would be really nice for kids to know that they're okay regardless you're not gonna make a's all the time you're not gonna you don't have to you're not expected to i want you to do your best but you're not expected to get it right every single time. And I think our generation was so inundated with perfectionism. Yes. And now that's spilled over into the, now our generation are the parents and they're yes. coming to you being like, I'm failing as a parent. I'm not doing this that's perfectly. The number one right. negative self-talk that, mm -hmm. that I hear is I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Yep. Like I'm not cut out for this. Yeah. And yes. parenting is messy. Yes. Your child is never going to act the way that you're expecting them, especially in social settings. And even though, yeah, you identify with them and they're a projection of you as like a social status symbol sometimes mm -hmm. you have to let them free and let them be like let them express differently from the way you would want them to express with adults or whatever it is um i mean i'm not the expert but i would think that i me as a child i would feel so safe if a parent 
did that for me and I felt mm -hmm. safe innately regardless of how I performed yes. I would want to perform then like mm -hmm. I would want to achieve and do well without the pressure of yeah. the parent on me it's true like when a parent can give that space mm -hmm. of like just this unconditional accepting space it takes the pressure off and really allows a child to feel safe when they feel safe, they will want to tap into like this explorative, creative energy mm. where they want to learn and retain and play. And a child can really feel that energy. So if they do feel like the parent is genuinely giving them that authentic, safe space to just be like, explore who you are, find out who you are. Mm -hmm. That is such a gift for a child and they don't have to worry about being so performance focused. Yeah. And a parent is really not attached to the outcome. They really do allow whatever to come up mm -hmm. from the child and that's that's like the greatest gift. I think for me I would have joined the bowling team yes. just for fun because like I wanted to have fun and there was so much pressure on me from sports with basketball and cheerleading and things and I was just tired mm -hmm. by like junior and senior year I was tired and I was like I just want to join the bowling team and just yeah. have fun again I don't want the pressure of everything right so or the expectation like people yes. it was like an unspoken expectation like well yeah. you're gonna try out again next year you know right yeah yeah so, color so, guard I do not regret that for a second. That was like some of my best memories. I loved Color Guard. I'm still traumatized by Color Guard, actually, yeah. because yeah, it's a great tryout process. Yeah. Well, what I learned about you as a person, I I will never trust you because <laughs> <laughs> I never told you that everyone makes it. But I know you don't want to ruin my experience. Yeah. So you keep those things to yourself. I'm like, if I ever want to keep a secret, I would tell you because <laughs> you are evolved. Even if someone's going to get so hurt by something and you could help them avoid getting hurt, you're not going to say I it. I know. <laughs> it's true. I value experience so much. I know. I know. We're yeah. different. Yeah, different. Well, especially with gymnastics. Oh, yeah, like, you I don't go one do time. You're like, wait, yeah. what? I thought this was a one and done thing. Right. Yeah. But that's always been me as a child yeah. and an adult. All I need is like half of an experience and I got the whole thing. I don't yes. need to go through it physically You're to right. like get the lesson. You're so right. Yeah. I think mom and dad were really balanced when it came to letting us explore things without yeah. putting that total pressure of like you have to commit that's true i loved yeah. that at the same time though what i feel like our experience was was that we just weren't aware that we had permission to explore it's like we didn't realize we actually could go out for the bowling team that's true it's like it was sort of just like a silent yes. thing we just didn't that's so true because you know, like it like, didn't come from mom yeah it it's was, not that they told us like you can't no. do this you have to do this it that's wasn't true. like that they were so supportive but it that's was true. just like it was an unspoken like an untold thing yeah because i never said that out loud it's not yeah. like i told mom like oh i want to try out for the bowling team i just never did it was just a feeling that i got mm -hmm. I, where you grow up, you do pick up on the patterns in society and it's all bullshit patterns that don't even exist. And then we don't express ourselves authentically based on those pressures. What if we just did that? It wouldn't matter if we did that. It truly would not matter at all. I know. You're so right. It really wouldn't matter. No. I know. But we all do it. Like we're, we're all victims of the unspoken pressures where from wherever we live yeah. there's always a cultural thing there no matter where you live i think as a culture in like a, a town or a city or whatever you live in there's unspoken expectations of like this is how we do things and if you go outside of that 
it's so freeing, I Uh think. But people just don't do it because of those pressures. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, it really is true. I definitely agree. It's not until you decide to Mm -hmm. just try it and it's like, okay, I didn't get killed. Right. I didn't get eaten by a tiger. It's like you think that's the the extent of the threat. Yeah. And it's like, okay, actually, like, I'm safe. You Mm -hmm. know, a lot of times it isn't as bad as you think, but you don't even entertain or consider the idea like oh i'm gonna step outside the box like you just kind of just go with what you think is expected of you yeah it is interesting people totally project from their like generation or their culture too it is interesting that they feel like oh well if you're past 30 and you're not married yet like something's wrong no one's picked you yet you know that's like such an antiquated way of looking at it yeah it is true it's like wait you actually chose to like make it to 30 and not like get married or have a baby that one path as the glorified path generations before us did it worked very well for them totally there's such a grit Mm -hmm. about them I admire so much they've got such a determination and a perseverance yes. that I don't see as much as prominent in more of our generations. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something that I love and admire. But I think also with that, there's they have that grit and determination and perseverance because they don't have distractions. Like yeah. you're so distracted and inundated with so many options and things and technology and stuff that it it pulls at us and it scatters our energy so it's harder for us to just persevere through one thing like they just chose one option and stuck with it Mm -hmm. and just like went the full all the way i totally see that so in that regard i am jealous of that generation that they could do that gosh yes if i had one complaint about my life overall it would be that i feel so distracted all the time i'm I'm constantly feeling like scattered is the word i always use Mm -hmm. use it's it's really true i do experience that a lot yeah yeah so for parents who are struggling right now how can they find you do you do online things do you do what, what does that look like yes so um there are three things that uh parents can do so i have a Facebook page mm-hmm. that they can go and follow. Um, it is Intuit Parenting and Wellness. Uh, it's facebook.com slash Intuit Parenting and Wellness is mm-hmm. the name of my business. And um, they can go and follow that because I am going to be running a free five-day challenge and it's actually going to be on breaking free from your generational patterns. Oh, that's and so, so weird. I didn't even know that. That's yeah, so funny. <laughs> each day we're going to take like a mini challenge and whoever wants to participate, I would love for uh, people to join. It's free and you will see a lot of good transformation, a lot of good results from that. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be in October. That's um, cool. So that's going to be running on my Facebook page. So if you want to um, go and follow that. Um, the second way is I have some free tools that people can utilize. It is on my website. It is at intuitparentingandwellness.com slash free dash tools. I have four steps on moving you from frustration to compassion with your kids. That's a free ebook. Oh, that's cool. Yep. I also have a free um, self-esteem affirmations coloring book for kids, but it's great for adults too. So mm-hmm. those are both free tools that you can find there. Um, and the 
I don't have a third way. I think I send an owl with a note. That was it. <laughs> that was it. The owl with a note. Yeah. That's really coming back in style. Right. I know. Let's like, <laughs> Harry Potter this bitch up in here. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram too, and that is at Christina Carter. No, um, it's not. Parenting nope. coach. No, it's Christina Carter. Uh, what's it? Underscore, underscore. Parenting coach. Yep. <laughs> and Christina is with a ch. Yes. Thank you. I'm gonna choose the owl with the note. Okay, <laughs> that definitely favorite. works because I do have a bricks and mortar. Yes. In Covington, so right. you can. I'll be here waiting for the owl. I'm excited. I love owls. Yeah, and then um, you can just get give your free ebook to the owl. And okay. <laughs> be like, can you know why? You know. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, I was gonna make a really bad joke. I was gonna say you know who. <gasps> That's a really good joke. Well. Thank you. <laughs> this is why we're related. Yeah. I like I was supporting you. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> and you are one of the best listeners ever. Actually, you're you're the best listener that I know. But anyway, yeah, I think one of the biggest points that I love that you said is the connection, like the parents just connecting with the child. That is all the child really wants is just like to be heard and seen and that's it. You don't necessarily need to like fix anything. I think that that goes for everyone. It's true. It's always, yeah. that's always the first step that most of us miss. We have to speak to the right brain first. The right brain is always like the emotions mm -hmm. and like the feelings. We have to acknowledge and validate that first before anything. Mm. We cannot jump into solutions like our, our, we're just not wired that way. We cannot jump into solutions unless we've tended to our emotions first. So that's always the first step. And once we do that, then it's like, okay, now we, let's fix it. Like, let's talk about solutions. That's so interesting. Cause from my metaphysics background, I know that the feminine comes first before the masculine. So it's all the that's feminine it. energy is always the being and sitting in the emotional side of it and whatever. And then the masculine is action and doing. So that makes so much sense. Oh my gosh, that does. It's so congruent. It's the yeah. exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why there's such a miscommunication between men and women. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, men are just like, fix, fix, yeah. like left brain, let's do it. And they totally they're skip. Like, do, do, do. And you're yeah. like, I just want you to listen. Yeah. yeah. They're like, what's, that's like a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We need both. Both are yes. always key. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, well, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to do this. And um, I'm, I've learned a lot about what you do because I haven't had the opportunity to really dive into what you do because I don't have a child. Yeah. So, and also, I, I don't know anything about kids. <laughs> so it's like a foreign nation to me. Yeah. Um, really, I love that you're so simple with everything in your life. That's such a thing that is needed right now is simplicity. And, yeah. and it just, the way that you do things are so clean and clear. And the, the results you get with your clients are like phenomenal. It's insane what, like how good you are at what you do. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. And yeah. thank you for telling me that I'm a good listener and all that. That makes me feel really, feel really good. That's very nice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you are really good Appreciate at it. it. You're so special for for kids because kids get really overlooked today. Mm -hmm. They are actually 100% dependent on their caregivers or their parents for 
regulation and for cues of safety in the environment. Not, not 50%, not 99%. They're 100% dependent on us. So wow. at, we set the tone. So it's so important for us to have our own regulation skills, our mm -hmm. own regulating, so that we can model that and set the tone so that they can, can kind of get those safety cues from us and then learn how to relax their nervous system, calm their bodies. Wow. Um, I forgot where I was going with that or Whoa. what even prompted that, but that is an owl just landed. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the owl's here. Oh my God, it's fast. <laughs> yeah. I don't really like animals either. <laughs> <laughs> We're so different. It's so funny. It's so funny. I'm like, but that's why though everyone in the family calls me the Grinch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You really are. It's really cool though. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here and I'm so excited for your free, your free shit. Yeah. yeah. Free shit all the way around. <laughs> Basically everything I said was like all free stuff. So yeah, have fun. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but you do d distance calls and stuff oh, for, yes. for parents. Yeah. For, yeah. So I do single sessions <laughs> for parents. I do, um, I have like a VIP day. We can work together intensively for a day where if you want to, if you learn like quickly and want to like absorb very fast mm -hmm. and intensely, I do that. Um, or I, I have a 12-week program for parents. And it's more spread out. And it's very in-depth and transformational. It's parent-centric. So this is really for parents to um, kind of resolve generational old things, like old patterns, and really um, develop the tools for um, cultivating like inner safety during mm -hmm. like challenges and stress with your child so it sort of like transforms triggers or your relationship with those scenarios so mm -hmm. that they are not triggering scenarios for you anymore so you we really work like underneath the surface and really transform it's an awesome program oh that's cool yeah dissolve old patterns from old people <laughs> that is exactly it I'm here to do your marketing when yeah. you're ready. I mean, yeah. you missed your calling. Yeah. Um, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. This podcast episode is sponsored by MSW Nutrition based in Austin, Texas. They have a product for kids called Boost, which is a multivitamin powder you can mix into a smoothie or a liquid that contains vitamins, electrolytes, and energy. And it comes in a fruit punch flavor that actually really tastes great, where you don't feel like you're chugging vitamins. What I specifically like about this for kids in general, but also kids who may be struggling with focus or motivation or getting sick all the time, it contains methylated B vitamins, which makes it bioavailable, meaning it's much easier to absorb in the gut versus needing the liver to help process it. It also contains chromium, manganese, and boron, which helps balance blood sugar, and this can help balance mood swings and thoughts, outbursts, and irritability. It's also great for immunity as it has zinc and vitamin C. It's good for detoxification because it has iodine in it. And it's great for bones and teeth because it helps prevent cavities with vitamin K2. The electrolytes in it make it a good alternative to sports drinks that contain artificial dyes in them that also cause those mood swings. An unpopular opinion is that I like it because it does not contain iron. This is because iron is put so much into our foods today that it's easy to overdose on it, which actually makes it harder to utilize, which can contribute to anemia. This contains vitamin A, which works specifically with copper to utilize iron efficiently. So if you're an adult and you're anemic, this also could be great for you. They have a boost with caffeine in it for adults. So check that out. That's one that I use every single day and you can actually feel its effects instantly. 
These formulations are so pure and bioavailable that it makes it very easy on the body to absorb, putting less stress on your gut, and you can utilize it instead of just peeing it out like other synthetic vitamins. Check out MSW Nutrition on their website, idovitamins.com forward slash Dr. Carter, D-R-C-A-R-T-E-R, and podcast listeners get 15% off using the code AskAmberly. Let me know how you like it and any great effects that you have. Email me. I want to hear about it at askamberly at gmail.com. Enjoy. Oh, 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 oh,